Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Lindsay, and we are streaming live from Idaho Falls, Idaho. As you guys know, I love Idaho. I love liberty. I love freedom. And as you can as you can see, as I usually don't wear a mask, there are no masks in this town. I have not seen any masks in this town. There is no... Not even the medical offices. I love it. So if you like to be mask-free, come to Idaho Falls. They would love to have your business. I love spending my money here. So speaking of that, speaking of freedom, we don't have as much of it in Washington, but that's why I'm here in Idaho. We have Dino and Mark on the line today. We're going to be telling Dino's story. If you look at his before and after pictures, you look at Dino on the left, and he's in the gym, and he's ripped, and he's... I don't think you're scared to give up your age, Dino. I think you're in this. You're in the seventy. You're seventy something. And here's another. I'm good, seventy-one. Yeah. Good for you, Dino. You look amazing. So this is an. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. This is an amazing story of how and why you should take good care of yourself. Because if not, if Dino wasn't taking good care of himself, he would be dead. So um, he's going to tell his story about how he had. Um, a brain, uh, he had a brain infection, and he'll tell more specifics about that as they've kind of diagnosed this more and more as it goes on and about where it came from. Um, now, there is some thought that one of the things that brought this out was he had his immune system was overwhelmed by giving some vaccines. Now, we do not know for sure if that's the exact reason of why this brain, brain infection came out. The infection was there. Was it going to come out later on without the vaccines? Possibly. But he had four vaccines all at once, and Mark, his good friend, can help us with some of those details um, as Dino shares the story. So, um, Dino, without further ado, just tell us how you ended up in the gym one day looking ripped, and then the next week you are wheelchair-bound with atrophied muscles. Please tell us this story about what happened and your recovery process. Dino, it's all you. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. And uh, my good friend Mark Keith, who – has helped me along the way and was was there for me uh, when I got out. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I on the assistance of my physician, I got these four vaccines, and um, within fifteen hours at the latest, I would say, my head became so sensitive that my hair on my head hurt. I couldn't touch my scalp. I couldn't touch my head. Um, I was just going crazy. And my friends talked me into going to the ER. And this was in Bend, Oregon at St. Charles. So I went there. And, um, of course, they did the usual. They took blood and so forth. And it got worse. And as I was there, I was texting. And I'm a right-handed individual. And the next thing I knew, I couldn't use my fingers. I couldn't use my hand. My hand went limp. Uh, and then uh, my right side went limp. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't stand. And it just got worse. They put me in the ICU. Um, I was in there for over two weeks. But in that period, they drew so much blood out of me and tested me and set my blood and my spinal uh, flew it out. I had uh, a minimum of 10 or 11 spinal taps and wow. they kept taking my, taking my blood and taking my spinal fluid. And I always 
as a younger person, I was just scared to death of getting a spinal tap. And here I got like 10 or 11 of them. But uh, they sent it out to San Francisco. They sent it out to Washington State. They sent it out all over, all the prestigious hospitals around the country. Always come back negative. Meanwhile, I'm in a nosedive. I'm laying there and I've got eight antibiotics attached to me. And they're keeping me alive through antibiotics. Um, and to make it worse, COVID happened the same day I went to the ER. So I got to see one of my sisters and her husband for that evening. And then from then that point on, I was in the hospital by myself. I was all alone. Wow. I couldn't see anybody. No one could come in and see me. And no one could give me any indication as to what was going on because no one knew. The day COVID so hit the news on March 7th. I can say this. I've been a Christian my whole life. And I'm a red-blooded American. And I like my Bible. And I like my guns. And I don't like wearing a mask. And right now I'm in Florida. Uh, and I worked out the YMCA today. And no one was wearing a mask. But um, when you get to that point in your life, and the doctors don't even know what's going on. I mean, I was praying from the first time I was in there, but uh, I prayed to God to please, please don't let this happen to me at 71. Don't, don't do this, you know? And, and later on in the story, I'll tell you that I had a vision from Christ and he said, you're not going to die. I'm not through with you yet. Uh, now, I don't know if that was all the drugs they were pumping in me or what, but I remember that. So, you tend to do a lot of praying, but no one there wanted to touch me. And it's um, St. Charles. So, they called OHSU Hospital and talked to the neuro department, and they didn't want me. So a little over two weeks goes by and I'm in ICU and I'm going downhill and I have drop foot. I couldn't move my foot. And the strange thing about all this is I could feel everything. I mean, they're going like, you can feel this. I go, yeah, it was a ball of cotton on my toe and I could feel everything on the right side of my body. I just lost all of my mother's skin. So, no one could give me any answers. I kept saying, oh, this is the one. They're going to take another spinal test. They're going to take my fluid, which is not fun to do. And they send it out. I'm going, today's the day. Nothing. You can't find anything. So all these MRIs and everything, finally, they found this, these two little spots on my brain stem. And they sent it to OHSU in Portland. And there was a neurosurgeon there called Dr. Cetus. And he called back about three weeks into this. And he goes, is that patient still alive? Wow. And they went, yeah. They go, we'll take him. So that night, I got a three and a half hour ambulance ride to Portland and 
I was put in there and I had to sign a release uh, making them free of anything. So this could kill you. Uh, I have to drill into your skull and go in there and try to remove that. And they said, well, if you don't, I'm going to die anyhow. So I signed a release. And imagine, here I am. I'm a personal trainer. I'm as healthy and as fit as can be. My life is great. I was just getting ready to relocate out of Oregon. And this happens to me. Driving a BMW convertible. I, <laughs> I had life. I had God in my life. I had everything. And all of a sudden, I can't even move my right side. I can't sign. I can't drive. I can't cut a stake. I can't do anything. So they shipped me to OHSU. I came out of it. I guess it was like a seven-hour surgery. When they put me back together again, I had about two weeks I had to stay there. And they released me back out of the hospital. So I was getting my affairs in order with my family, my little sister, thank God. And I was at the bank and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my nose starts running profusely. It's like a tap, clear, like water dripping out of my nose. And it was brain fluid coming out of my nose. Right here at the president's desk. And I got on the phone immediately and called my brother-in-law, who's an ex neurosurgeon, he goes, is it salty? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's your spinal fluid. Get to the hospital now. Wow. So here I go again, back to St. Charles. And of course, they didn't want to touch me. I guess there's some kind of a code. We didn't do it, so we're not going to try to fix it. Meanwhile, I'm dripping spine fluid. And they tried to get that stopped. They got a hold of the physician at OHSU. He goes, one the week and his head somewhere. So we're going to have to get him back up here again as quick as you can. So they get me back up there again and they had to open my scar up again. I wish I could show you this scar I've got on the back of my head. It was really Frankensteinish at first, but I was at the point I could care less. But um, he opened me up. He said, we're going to line your skull with this clay. And we're going to fill all the holes so nothing can escape. And then we're going to put a shunt in you like a drain. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, it looks just like a little piece of spaghetti. Now, mind <coughs> you, all the time this is going on, I'm eating nothing but potatoes that are sweet potatoes. And I'm eating spinach. And I'm eating cod. And I'm eating salmon at the hospital. And just eating like, you know. I was still working out and training. Very, very healthy. And they get me in there again, and they reopen the scar, the incision, spread me out again, under anesthesia again, which I don't do well with anesthesia. Um, and then they start putting this clay in my skull and blocking all these little holes, I guess. Then they put this shunt in and sew me back up again and bandage my head and put me back in my room. And needless to say, you're like, the world is spinning. Um, it's like you have vertigo. You go to sit up and you fall right back over in the bed. You can't even sit up. You can't 
you don't have enough strength in your body to do anything. I started feeling a couple days later, I started feeling worse. And I called them in there and I'm going like, look, something's not right. I know my body inside and out. I've been working out since I was 14. I'm losing strength. Turns out the shunt they put in me got infected. So they had to take me back in there again and open me up and pull this shunt out. Well, I was so upset with the performance that I called a friend and I said, get me out of this hospital and get me home. And that's what I did. Of course, I'm praying the whole time I'm doing all this. And I get back home and I start the long road back to rehab. But I kept going downhill. And they wanted to open me up again. And by then I said, I've had enough. I want to go to um, hospice. I want to die. I've had a good life. I'm not afraid to die. I know I'm going to go to heaven. And I want to go. So they put me in hospice. And that was the journey I started taking. Now, when I went into that hospital, I weighed 187 pounds in that picture. And when I was in hospice, I got down to 140. I mean, my arm, I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see a a bicep, anything. All gone. And not to mention the fact that someone along the way readjusted me on the operating room table and pulled me by my right arm. Well, I've had both of my shoulders replaced from all the years of weightlifting. And guess what? It literally tugged on it so hard. The prosthesis is not in the groove of the top part of my shoulder. And so I get that. That was a freebie. <laughs> but yeah so my sisters by then were allowed to come in and visit me cover was over with but um they started visiting me at hospice and i literally i just told them i said look this is it here's what i've got i want you to have this and you have this you know on and on and on and they found out that the last test they did, it turned out negative. And they didn't even say anything. The last test of what? They were, um, the infection and so forth, oh, that okay. I thought, you know, was, was still there. It was gone. But they didn't say anything. They were prepared to let me die. So, of course, I was on the heavy drugs. You know, I was hallucinating and everything. And my sister's said, you're not going to die from this. It's gone. They sprung me out of there. And that's where my journey started. And my one sister flew back home, uh, drove back home with her husband and one of my trailers with all of my possessions and brought him here. And then she flew back and got me on an airplane, which was the worst airplane ride of my life because I had no meat on my bones. I was sitting in that chair for almost eight hours and I couldn't move. And she got me here in November the 20th, 2020. And that's where I've, I've started. So I couldn't walk, couldn't walk with a cane. I couldn't put my clothes on. I couldn't take a shower by myself. I couldn't do anything. 
and uh, I had turned around and done a 360. So I'm I'm walking with a cane. I'm putting my own clothes on. Of course, the shoe thing is uh, a little different. I don't have to tie shoestrings because I've got these cool shoestrings that you could just pull up. Mm-hmm. They're using them for rock climbers and everything. I started going to physical therapy here in Florida. And I was told a week ago that I'm, I don't need full-on PT anymore because I mastered all the stuff there. And I should start going to a gym and try to get to a gym. But I still need to continue to try to use the occupational therapy and get my hand working. Now, you have to understand, my hand, I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't move a little finger. I couldn't try to move a finger. Try, try. And it's like, it is so tiring. And you're trying to make your little finger move. And it moved like a minuscule. And someone called it, goes, did you see that? His finger moved. His finger moved. And I'm like, you know, oh, I was laughing. I'm going like, watch. Is this the way it's going to be? And, um, I've learned that you don't get anything without fighting. You have to continue onward. When you don't want to do it, you have to do it. Now I can open and close my hand and I can grab onto stuff. Um, you just have to keep doing it until your brain reroutes all those nerves that have been paralyzed or cut off. And you start training your body to do those things again. So it's the old thing. I don't care if you're, if you have this thing that I'm plagued with or you don't, the more you practice, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. That's right. So, right. yeah. Well, that's an amazing so, story, Dino. And thank you for sharing. Um, you know, I reached out to Mark, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I asked him because I heard about the story about you going on hospice. And I couldn't remember the time frame it was, but I just reached out to Mark because I was just thinking about you. I said, hey, uh, how's your friend Dino doing? And I think I reached out to him a couple times because I remember Mark saying, oh, months and months ago, not very well. And then um, I reached out to him a couple months ago and Mark's like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's alive and he's off hospice. I'm like, What? I mean, nobody goes off hospice. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, very yeah, rare. Yeah, no. so, yeah, that's what they said there. Right. I think, uh, you know, like you're talking about you fighting, that's what it really is. And you being in good shape to start with is, is very important. And that's probably the only reason you're alive. Because if you would have went in there in bad shape already, there's just no oh. way you would have recovered. Yeah, the nurses told me I wouldn't have lasted two days. No. The doctor said that. And. Um, and I continue to eat my diet and I continue to do those things. And I picked up a couple things along the way. Of course, um, Mark is, has these protein shakes that I take. And I also am a firm believer in these, uh, super beets that I take. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them on television, but they haven't been a chewable form because my leg was so cold. It felt like someone stuck my leg from my knee all the way down to my foot in the refrigerator. It's bright red, bad circulation, same with my arm, same with my hand. I mean, my hand looked like the abominable snowman, just the ugliest, swollen, 
fluid-filled thing you've ever seen in your life. And I started thinking about circulation, so I started using Super Beats and Tangy Tangerine, and I take this stuff every day. But I still believe that diet, uh, you know, all the meds I was on, oh my God, you can't believe all the stuff they wanted to take. I'm only on one. And of course, from taking all the medication, you get, um, what's it called, diabetes and candida yeah. and there, you know, all the bad stuff, it just keeps coming. The, the gift that keeps on giving, you know? Yeah. And I finally got rid of all that stuff. So uh, I eat Greek yogurt every morning with a little bit of CVI in it and some uh, cinnamon and fresh fruit, some walnuts, um, you know, real light breakfast. In the afternoon, I'll have a shake. I'll have super beef. I'll have a protein bar. Um, in the evening, I'll have a light dinner. But... I put back on weight. I'm up to about 178 pounds now. Good for you. Good so, for you. Yeah. This is a good example, Dino, is you know, you got that diagnosis of diabetes. And I will tell you, we see it all the time in healthcare. Somebody gets that diagnosis and they just keep that diagnosis. Unlike you, where you said, No, I'm not gonna stay this way. I'm gonna eat healthy and I'm gonna get rid of that diabetes di diagnosis because it is reversible. But a lot of people don't want yeah. to they don't want to work hard to make it reversible. They just want to keep eating junk. Right. So kudos Hi. to you, Dino. Thank you. So, Thank you, Sean. so Mark, you have some insight here with how Dr. Smith, who you can explain to him a little bit, um, actually attributed that what made this uh, brain infection actually come out was um, he had four immunizations and that hit his immune system really hard. And then that made the infection come out. Can you kind of explain, elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, thanks for having me on and Dino to talk. And I've been uh, friends with Dino for 20 years. We met in 1999, so a little bit more than that. And I always tell people, like, right here today, I'm 51, and he was 51 when I when I met him. And uh, I've watched him since my age to be where he is now. And just like, you know, Sean, Sean's a little bit younger than me. <laughs> but when you hit, <laughs> I know, but, but our goal is to be where Dino is when he's his age. Right. And, yeah, right. and I mean, Jennifer even has a picture of Dino on his, my wife is primary care, Jennifer Keith Armstrong for, you know, uh, uh, several thousand people in Northern Oregon here. And whenever she meets somebody that's a fitness oriented, she says, this is who you want to be like as a guy when you're 70 is Dino. And so the insight uh, that I have on this is uh, I'm a paramedic myself. I'm not a doctor. I've, I've seen a lot. But in the last 10 years, being around the medical team that I work with um, in Northern Oregon here is, has been a, uh, a revelation of, first off, I learned why people were sick in the field and why they needed a paramedic. A lot of them earned it. But on the other side of it, unless you're in a car wreck, but on the other side of it, I've been ringside, I think, now to the greatest uh, medical team that I've seen come together with allopathic medicine and integrative functional medicine, okay? And and to be able to uh, see that put me in a, different, in a different mindset. And just today I had a phone call from a friend that I've known since 1983, and she just got a, uh, a vaccination. Um, why do they call it a flu shot, but other things are called vaccinations? Why isn't it? Is there different names for things? It's kind of weird. But um, and so that was a topic last week. Why is this something called a vaccination there? Anyway, so 
she got this vaccination and now she has tingling in her right side. She has all this premenopausal stuff coming on. And I always go back to the thought of Dino being the specimen that we knew. Um, and all of a sudden he's in the ditch and the wheels came off the wagon. I don't, you know, I was talking to, to our doctor about it and to our medical team who gets three vaccinations or shots in one day and just set them all inside the body. Is that normal? I don't know if it's normal or not. I don't think well, it let me just, normal. Well, let me, let me just back up a little bit. It's normal. We do it to babies all the time and it well, might not be a good thing, you know? So it, 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 it might. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. So my, here's my theory on this though. After watching uh, COVID over the last year, friends like Dino that, that didn't get COVID friends that did get COVID friends that are getting vaccinations. I think everybody's body is in a different stage or you have some underlying current like Dino already had something in there that was growing potentially there. Right. And so everybody's body isn't the same when they're going to get these vaccinations at different times in their life. You don't know how they're going to react to it. You know, that's the big thing. And, and so I saw the greatest uh, uh, fitness, uh, you know, health conscious gets his, his Genova Diagnostics blood draw, gets his Boston Heart blood draw, um, you know, comes to us for IV therapy. All of a sudden, down, it made me kind of nervous. And when he called me the day that COVID started publicly, it was on a Wednesday when everything shut down. And he called me from the hospital crying. And he goes, I want you to remember what happened to old Uncle Dino here. And I was like, wow, it was like it, it was ripples through waves of friendship. What happened to Dino? And I thought that Dino was gone because the last month that he was in hospice, we couldn't really talk to him. You know, he was in a bad way and didn't really want to talk to anybody. And I was down in Mexico last October working out and I had a FaceTime call come through and there was Dino and he was standing up against a pole doing little squats and things with his arms. And I said, where are you? And he was in a rehab thing doing his, doing his, you know, and fighting back and hobbling over to the table. <laughs> it was, a, it was wild. So going to these, cause I went to, I went to see him in Bend last August and I said goodbye to him. Like I knew, I knew his card was pulled. It was it, you know, and then he wanted to go cause he was so in a bad way. I didn't want him to go because he's my mentor, you know? So it was a rough road. And, and, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to be able to see him shoot a gun again and, you know, get back into it. And, and I think he's coming back strong. It's just a wild turn, you know? Yeah. So Dino, well, are you, are you going to yeah. be able, are you going to be able to shoot a gun again? I'm sure working at it. Good. You know, it's like I I, I, I kind of forgot about the point that all the COVID tests I had to have when I was in uh, Portland and then I've had more swabs stuck up past my eyeball and spun around than you can shake a stick at. Yeah. And then I was in a rehab unit that old people were in there that were in their 70s and I'm making them hot cocoa from my wheelchair <laughs> and people were dying of COVID there. <laughs> Because, you know, and here I'm exposed to all these people with COVID and nothing. And I'm, I'm not going to get a COVID shot. There's no way. I, you know, I, I, I don't need it. 
In fact, I was just looking at some about Eric Clapton that had the shots, and he got sick as all get out. I, I saw that. He's, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten all about the, all the ridiculous stuff with COVID and in the surgeries. And well, we can't do it here because if you have COVID, it'll spray through the operating room and then no one will be able to, you know, it just, it goes on and on and on. And I hadn't had a flu shot and I don't know how long, you know, and I just don't believe it. And that could have been what happened you know, if it is the vaccines that precipitated that is you already had a healthy immune system. So when you get three or four vaccines all at once, it made your immune system, you know, amount, mount a strong response. So. Yeah, it was four. It was two and two, uh, two, I mean, two and one shot on one arm and the other. And I was deadlift in like two and a quarter, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Sean is a great athlete also. He's a cyclist and he's in tip top shape too. So. But, um, you know, so I have to start all over again. And let me tell you, when you go from sitting there doing arm curls with 45-pound dumbbells or 50-pound dumbbells or doing incline bench presses with 90-pound dumbbells, I can't even do an incline press because of my shoulder. I'm afraid I'll tear it out. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm really killing it now. I'm doing like five-pound arm curls. Hey, you're progressing. That's what's important. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, from not being able to do one, but I'm not going to give up. And uh, we shall see. And I found this new device. I don't know if anybody who is online right now is suffering from drop foot. What's the name of the device, um, Dino? It's called um, uh, TurboMed, T-U-R-B-O, Med. AFO. An AFO is a device that they put on your leg. And that's something else they did that was just horrible. They didn't measure me properly. It wrapped around the side of my ankle and went in my shoe. Because drop foot, you drag your right foot on the ground. And you can't lift your foot off the ground. So when you walk, it's very difficult. And you lose all the muscles in the back of your leg in, in your hip flexor. So this device, TurboMed, which I'm going to get, uh, you have to go online and look at it. It was devised by a gentleman in Canada who had both his legs broken in a car accident, I believe, and someone else came down with something in the company. But they designed this thing. It's amazing to watch. We're actually, we're actually streaming it to our viewers and listeners right now, or to our viewers, I should say. So we're streaming the website right now so they can see what they're look, what you're talking about. Oh, just amazing. Just amazing. Sean, um, I wanted to add something to yeah, that with, with what Dino said. You can put it over a trail shoe, and you can you can snow ski. I mean, you can, uh, what's it called? Uh, not snow skiing, but uh, cross-country skiing. Yeah, yeah. You can mm-hmm. hike. Everything. And... Um, if you have Medicare, they'll pay for it. Okay. If so, not, no. I, I said it doesn't matter. I'm getting it. So, of course. Right. Of course. Nine, 900 bucks. That's, you know. So, Mark, what were you going to say? Yeah, I wanted to follow up with something that Dino touched on with his nutrition and, and the things that you promote as well, Sean, that uh, our team and Dr. Smith and Jennifer have coined this a nutritional pandemic. And Dino, having good nutrition, he recovered because of that. And he's recovering stronger because of that. And so on this COVID topic, um, 
you know, it's a topic everywhere, but just to touch on something if we can, I, I want to share with your viewers and they can get this all from the links that you post, but that, that vitamin D, we all talk about the vitamin D. Uh, you have a great video on it. We promote that. We show your videos here in our wellness centers. They're great. And, uh, you know, everybody can, you know, look up their dosing with that or talk to providers, but zinc and probiotics and, and, uh, you know, when people are sick, uh, some of the strong things that we're promoting are glutathione, uh, and acetylcysteine and alpha lipoic acid. If they're sick from a potential alpha virus, vitamin C, don't forget yeah. vitamin C and vitamin C. So, oh, so yeah. add to that conversation if you want, these are the things that if people are suffering, even after getting, um, you know, a, a vaccination or, or COVID shot or something, these are the things that I think that, that can help people right now. And, and Dino's thriving, I think, and coming back because of his nutrition. He's back on testosterone. He's building his body back. Yeah, amen. He's, he's doing everything right. That's why he's still here. And praying. Don't forget God in the equation. Right. And, right. you know, a lot of people don't want to work out. They don't want to They don't want to do their fitness, and they don't want to do the hard work. Well, my opinion of this, I don't, now that I'm 51 and I can say what I want to, is – this staying fit right now isn't so that you can be the the sexiest guy or the sexiest gal out there it's so that you can weather these things as they're going to hit you you know you don't know what's around the corner and if you're not and if you're not doing those preventative yeah. blood draws to find out you're in a bad way yeah and the other thing is i used to work out quite a bit because i enjoyed helping people but now my whole thing is I don't care if I ever look like I looked before. I just want to have the ability to drive and take care of myself. Do your day-to-day -day living. And yeah. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that the working out part of it is only about 25 to 30% of it. Diet is the most expensive, uh, most uh, important part. And you don't have to work out a lot. You know, nope. and you get some negative resistance exercise. You can do cardio on a bike for a little while, you know, two minutes on, one minute off at a high speed. And that's all your body really needs, unless you're a professional athlete. And even then, you know, it's not going to happen forever. It doesn't take a whole lot. No, some I'm, people dread going to the gym. Right. I'm going to back but up. I gotta, uh, Go ahead, Dino. Yeah. I, you know, just today, I, I was in there for a short period of time. And I only did one set per machine with light, light weight. But I can tell you, I felt so That's right. much better than I did when I walked in the door. We, I had some spring in my step and everything. We talk about it all the time on this show that exercise is the best medicine. And it is for depression, for, you know, it makes yep. you feel great. There is no better drug than yep. exercise for depression. And right. you get so many other benefits from it. The side effects from it are you feel better, you feel stronger, um, you look better. I mean, what better drug, right? And, Dino, you, exactly. said, you said exercise is 25%. I mean, honestly, if you think, yeah. if you think about it, I'll bet you it's like 10%. 10% exercise, 90% diet. Well, let's not forget sleep. Sleep is probably right. actually – Right. Sleep is probably yeah. 50 to 60%. I I'm sleeping so well now that you got to turn everything off, people. You know, we're, we're way behind 
what we're capable of taking in with the phones and the computers and the TVs, all the stuff, all that stuff. Sure, they're great tools. But let me tell you something. You got to get grounded again. That's right. And you got to get back into yourself, God, where we're going as a, as a world. And sleep is very important. And I'm sleeping better than I've ever slept in my life. And I, I can go to sleep in the afternoon uh, for an hour. I'll be 72 in July. They say you should get a nap every day. People try to squeeze all this stuff in. And it's impossible to do. Right. It really is. Hey, and, and you really don't get to enjoy it. I'm 50 years old, and I try to get a nap every day. I love them. I, I take advantage of naps. There is nothing wrong with that. No. So I'm, I'm, I'm about due for that's one right. right now. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So we're going to wind up this podcast. And first of all, Dino, what I'd like to do is I want to have you on again so we can track your journey of recovery. Um, I would love to have sure. you on again because you're going to keep progressing as as we we know because you're a fighter. You already said that. So I want to have you on again in a few months to just track your journey. Um, another thing is too, Dino, I would love because you talked about it. And since we couldn't get you on video today, I'd love for you to show us your brain scars because on the edited video, we can um, put the brain scar, show where you got your head opened up a couple times. And I'd also like to show see oh. see what you look like now. You know, you're not wheelchair mount anymore, but I kind of want to see what you look like now. So um, we can put that in the edited episode and then our listeners and viewers can see that um, to see how you're well, progressing. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, one half of my body is holding up the right. I, I and yep. I, I'm sitting right now, but I'm, I, I can sit up with my arms crossed and stand up out of my chair. Now, that would have been an impossibility. I could, you know. I would have had three people help me in the bathroom, you know, right, and that's all gone. Yeah. Getting in the shower by myself, not having my sister knock on the door. Are you all right? I'm going like, I'm fine. Have you heard me scream? <laughs> but let me tell you, I've taken <laughs> some falls and I mean, some bad falls. In fact, I'm surprised I don't have a uh, concussion, but, uh, I got an MRI. I've had my head looked at and everything. I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, I've taken some bad, bad falls, and everybody trusts me now. Oh, he's okay. Yeah. We'll go to Costco and wherever, and I'll just get out of the car, and I'll put my cane, and I'll hobble across the street to the uh, electric school cart, and away I go, you know? But uh, I'm the kind of guy that I said, I don't even need a parking sticker. Good for you. Is that someone who really really needs it you know absolutely because i can get out you know yeah so absolutely good for you that, that's where we're at that's where we're at well mark i'm going to ask you first and i'm going to ask dino so mark what are your final words for this podcast that you would like our listeners and viewers to know like i said 50 plus is different and it feels different and the workouts are different my food's different everything's different the water intake's different Everything's different and everybody is. And so going into this, we're not going to go back the way we were. We're going to move forward from where we are. Okay. And we need to be conscious of what we're doing, how we're living, how we're eating. And if you're going to get a vaccination or you think that something's appropriate, it's not a one size fit all. So think about that and don't become part of that if you don't need to. Okay. And keep 
your life fit because you don't know what's ahead of you. You don't know when your card's going to get pulled and if you're going to make it out. And some people just give up anyway because they don't have the, 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 you know, the, the momentum in their brain to keep going. We can keep going. Dino kept going. He's a mentor and he's going to be a mentor to thousands of people because I'm going to, I'm going to push him out there. I want people to know that you can recover from a bad day, but you got to put the work in. That's my message. Put the work in. Don't conform to society. Be your own person. You know, a book I read a long time ago, you're born an original. Why die a copy? That's, That's right. Yeah. Amen to that brother. So Dino, what are the, what are your parting words for our show today? Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, Sean and Mark. Well, you know, I obviously have gotten closer to God and Christ. And every morning I ask for forgiveness. And we're all supposed to treat one another like we love each other. And remember that. Don't judge people from the way they look or they're poor or they have a sign or they're asking for money. We're all God's children. And you can't get help unless you ask for it. And uh, I've been asking every day, and I've learned a lot. It's, it's humbled me to be in this position. I've always had a place in my heart for people that are, and I forget, I would say, walking down the sidewalk at Starbucks or something, and someone's complaining to me about something, and then I would see someone who's handicapped, a young person. I go, you think you've got it, Dad? Look at that. Right, right. And well, they kind of look at you like, yeah. Life's not so bad now, is it? And when people start complaining, I go, hey, can you drive a car? Oh, you can drive a car. Can you feed yourself? Oh, can you, yeah, yeah. I'll trade with you any day of the week and I'll take your body. In fact, I would give up every penny I have right now to be back normal because I know I could get everything back. Right. So you don't know what you had until it's gone. So that's what Mark's saying. Take care of yourself, be good to other people, pray for other people, ask for forgiveness, and don't give up the race. Can't get help unless you ask for it. So that's what I'm leaving with. I'm one of those people. <laughs> awesome, Dino. Well, I'm one you, of those Christians. Yeah, awesome, Dino. You are very inspirational. I can't wait to have you back on. So thank you for sharing the story. And Mark, thank you for t um, getting me in touch with Dino and and kind of pushing him to share this story. Uh because I think he's going to inspire, like you say, a lot of people. I love it. Amen, buddy. I love it also. All right. Well, I don't want to let anybody down. That's right. Thank you, Dino. Thank you, Mark, for uh, right, everything Thanks, you've John. done with our podcast. And tune in Monday. We will be we'll be streaming live Monday, twelve thirty to one thirty. I will have my twin brother Shane on, and he will be talking about protein. How much protein should we have? Is, can we get too much? So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, tune in Monday, 1230 to 1. You've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you so much. Yeah.